Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. go again in your ears <laughs> but a bomb bomb telling you how to face your fears Ba-da-da-da. oh no yeah <laughs> oh no oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> wow that was really good what Thank song you. is that originally here we go again on, on our, our own, own. okay snake. White snake. Right on. <laughs> right on. Okay. Um, I actually really appreciated that today. Yeah. I could bop to that. Right? Right. I could be bop to that. I I freestyled a song about how I was a fat potato earlier. So <laughs> that's really this is an improvement. I, I don't went know. With, I think I would like this fat potato song. Oh, it goes, I'm a fat potato. I'm a fat potato. And that was it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing. And I came up with it largely because because I was feeling like I couldn't figure out how to work my computer. I don't even know. And I was feeling a little bloated. So I went with fat potato. I probably shouldn't talk to myself that way. But if I'm going to, at least, at least I sing it. Yes. <laughs> Melodically. Yeah. Not, I'm gonna make word? It, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to come up with a second verse, you know? There you go. I dig it. Anyway, so hey, everybody. Welcome back to our show, Shit Your Shrink Things, where we chat with you about some mental health stuff and give you some funnies along the way. As a reminder, we do have a Patreon if you're picking up what we are putting down. (laughs) Yes. If you're picking up what we're putting down, it is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink thinks. We got a Gmail if you want to talk with us, tell us some ideas or interact. And that is shit your shrink thinks at gmail.com. And we also have an Instagram by the same name. Yeah. Find us, like us, follow us, support us. Yes. Do it. Do it now. Do all the things. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Did you ever see that um, Shia LaBeouf YouTube video? Oh, my gosh. Like, do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. Oh God, he's like framing his pelvic area yeah. like lots of times. And I'm always like, what are we talking about? What? What do it? What What are we doing? He's very aggressive. Yeah. 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 Aggressive. That's not what I thought Shia LaBeouf was going to be when he was little, but that's what he turned into. So here we are. Even Stevens didn't didn't make me think that would be that way. No, man. That show was wild. I feel like Ren Stevens had an anxiety disorder also. Probably. It's been... I can't remember a lot of that show. I remember feeling like really uncomfortable when I watched her because I was like, you are so nervous. Oh, man. She has what my partner calls anxious woman neck, which is like when you are like very tense and you like kind of clench your muscles in your jaw yeah your teeth is always arc always clenched yeah and i was like "Ooh, girl we gotta relax listen (laughs) let's take some deep breaths we've all got our things (laughs) we all got our things we're working on (laughs) and maybe anxious woman neck was hers no judgment (laughs) fair enough so what's your what's good this week sunny 
So I was coming to you this week with a couple of sayings that I have acquired over time from patients. I have incorporated these into my vernacular and I, vernacular? (laughs) I like it. Roll with it. Vernacular into my speeches. (laughs) (laughs) I've put them into my own word units and uh, I thought I would share them with you. And I want to say them in the context that my patients gave them to me in. Okay. So the very first one is, She's off the chain. (laughs) And I'm going to put that one in contest. My daughter's off the chain. She threw the dog. (laughs) That is a real. She threw the dog. She threw the dog, which, by the way. Small dog? No. Large dog. Oh, shit. Didn't really so much throw it as just (laughs) lifted it very briefly an inch off the ground and then set it down. Oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Person might have been exaggerating a little bit, but that's why I loved them. She's off the chain. I also got she's on one from the same person. This is years ago. Girl, you're doing too much, which is a personal (laughs) favorite. And I like to use you're doing too much. Uh, I think I might have said this one before, which is Experience was experience is what you get when you don't get what you want, said to me <laughs> from a southern gentleman of mine at one point. That's awesome. Uh, also the same southern gentleman later in time. It's colder than a witch's teat outside. Oh, in an iron bra. You got to add that one. Yeah. Ex- colder than a witch's tit in an iron bra. That's a legit saying. Stop. <laughs> okay, I've got a really good one. My dad says this is a this is a mess. When I spit out my drink when he said this to me, he's like, "Man, kid, you really got my tit in a winch over there." <laughs> what? I have what and where? He was like, "I don't know, my tits in a winch." What? What do you mean? I was like, "What is these these uh sayings? These yeah. Midwesternisms are are really something <laughs> over here." Um, from a different patient of mine, well, if you got wishes in one hand and shit in the other, you can see which one fills up faster. <laughs> that, was, that was a I good one. I think I've heard I that one too. I like to keep it moving. That was actually said to me by a secretary of mine out when I lived on the East Coast. She'd always be like, whatever, keep it moving, kid. Keep it moving. Mm, she just, I dig that. Yeah. yeah that's I, motivational. Yeah. Just or, keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it moving. I really loved her. She was a very, very sassy, spicy lady. I appreciated her energy. And then just this week, can I please get a doctor's note so I don't have to deal with her? Like, can you write me a prescription to not put up with her bullshit? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's pretty epic. (laughs) I absolutely just love the things patients say. And I think they're so it's, you know, sometimes it's funny because like they don't see themselves as witty or charming yeah they're so down on themselves Mm -hmm. yeah but then i i mean i just bust a gut i don't i hope that is professional but these people say the funniest and most awesome and and like they're creative and i just wish that people knew that about they're so talented and so often they don't give their talents enough yeah show yeah Yeah. I i told somebody just this last week i was like you know you're really funny right and they just dead eye stared at me no way. No one has ever told me I'm funny before. Right? I know. What? It's like, that's sad. Yeah. You are so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So those are my those are my what's goods this week. And I, I think I should just write, 
I should just keep a log of these because honestly, they're just so beautiful. They're all like little birds that I want to keep around my office and just like listen to their singing all day because they're awesome. That's what they said. Just make like a whole little. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they said. Oh, my God. I love that. Maybe we've maybe we've stumbled on a new segment. But I have. But I've got to be careful because all in confidentiality. So I got to pull some from years ago, weeks ago. Keep it real. Like generic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I do love she's off the chain. (laughs) That is funny, especially considering, like you said, the context. She threw the dog and then she. She just lifted up the <laughs> dog and giant dog and set it down. <laughs> yeah, no, it didn't. Well, the intention was there and still not a good intention. But yes, no, it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so what's good with you this week? I thought I would share. I actually do enjoy hunting. I don't know. I assume you knew this about me. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised by this at all. Yeah. So, you know, I started hunting back when I was 12, like did hunter safety. And generally, I mostly deer hunt. Mm -hmm. But I just, I thought I'd share a funny story of one of my first deer hunts. Oh my God. I, you are so, you're such a fucking hillbilly. And I love, like, you're, this is like a Hollywood hillbilly that I have across from me. Like, she is this beautiful, beautiful woman who just like (laughs) wears camo and like sits in the forest. It's the the biggest mix and it's, I love it. Anyway, yes, tell me, tell me about your adventures. So when I first decided to start hunting, I really wanted to spend time with my brother and my dad. Like, that was a part of my motivation to do it. Yeah. And so one of my first times out, I was sitting with my brother. He saw some deer off in the distance, and he was like, get your gun ready. Like, they're Mm going to be right in front of us. Mm -hmm. And they were so far off. I was just (laughs) like, okay, whatever. And I didn't get my gun up. Like, I just kind of had it down. And then all of a sudden, this doe. So I only had a a doe permit, so the female Mm -hmm. deer. Right in front. Like, boom, in front of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, so there's right. Yeah. Like a whole little herd of does oh. right there. And there's like a nice big one. Yeah. And so close. So fucking close. Yeah. Like me to the door close that we're right now. I yeah. Know and this is. A- don't know anything, but yeah. it's a small room. It's like five feet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The deer senses we're there. Like, we're in camo, but we're just sitting by a tree. Yeah. And it starts stomping at us and kind of snorting, you know, trying yeah. to be like, well, I see you. Yeah. So because it's staring at us, like, I'm, like, immobile. And I'm just like, <laughs> and Mark's like, get your gun up and shoot. Get your gun up and shoot. It's looking then, into yeah. your soul. Yeah. And I just, I'm just, like, staring. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually it runs off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it stared into your soul. It basically gave you a dominance test and it looked at you like, do it bitch yeah and i was like i don't want to see i don't want it to run it's gonna see me move i don't want it to run like i was like waiting for an opportunity and by the time like i was the opportunity struck no so then afterwards i am i'm all amped up and i'm like i really have to pee let's let's call it a day for the morning and we can go out later like i gotta go yeah so we're getting back to the truck and I am rushing into the wooded area to disrobe so I can go take a wilderness pee. You didn't have like a she pee thing? No. Oh, okay. No, I'm just going to go squat in the woods. Okay. okay. A little, little squatty. Got yeah. it. And uh, my brother literally yells, don't pee on your coat. And I kind of laugh because I'm like, oh, whatever. How am I going to do that? I peed on my coat. Yeah. <laughs> your brother 
I literally stepped on the arm of like of my coat when I was like rushing. Your brother has your number completely and totally. He's like, this dough is going to be here. Please don't piss on your coat. And you're like, um, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pee all over everything and fail. <laughs> Side note, have you ever actually used one of those little, sh- I don't know if they're the actually. Go- no, I've, I've never have tried. Called but I, think or- I would want to like write in the snow if I had one. What are they actually called? I'm just calling it a sheepy. I think they're called a something go. Like a, a girl go. Girl or, go or yeah, something. Okay. Yeah. For the listeners, it's like basic. A funnel that yeah. you attach to like outside of your yes. lady bits. Yeah. People with vaginas put them upon their vagina <laughs> and then they urinate throughout into this funnel and it like just kind of shoots it off. Yeah. Be cool. I've never had that luxury. I just. Yeah. You could put like a hose on it. And just like really get wild. Anyway, side note. But yeah, so I just thought it'd be funny to share that first hunting adventure story. And of course, when I came out and I was like, I peed on my coat, he like literally fell on the ground. It was like rolling around laughing. (laughs) He's dead. Yeah. Yes. I I too have been hunting. I don't have the same proclivity for it. I've uh, I have been hunting, and I was. It was me and my dad. I like fishing more. I can. Mm. I am better at fishing, but I also, I am. You can, it's, you can fish and release though too. Yeah, catch and yeah. release. Yeah, but I would say that even when I go fishing, which I haven't done in years, but if I even put the worm on the hook, I'm like, this is cruel and unusual, man. Like I just, have, <laughs> I just have a lot of empathy for animals, and as yeah. we have established, they like to land on me and or be around me at all mm-hmm. times. So I have like a, I just am a really sensitive soul. I'm a sensitive Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I focus on the fact that we are helping with population otherwise you're going to be hitting them on the road yeah and we're going to eat the meat yeah and we're going i to, love you that know, it, so it, it's i, I had a it's friend. hard sometimes but it's actually yeah. more just about sitting out in nature and enjoying the environment and watching the deer yeah so i'm like very picky anymore yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah you're trying to you're trying to just get the experience well Honestly, I had a friend in graduate school. She was a vegetarian, I think, or a vegan, but only unless if she killed and hunted mm. the thing, then she would eat meat because she thought it was – and I could actually see an argument for this, that it was more ethical, I guess, in some way so that it wasn't locked up yeah, it or like it wasn't – yeah, 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 it was free the whole time. She did it herself. Like she wasn't detached from the food making kind of process mm-hmm. and she was using all the parts of the animal. I was kind of into that, honestly. Very native and I yeah. was, was kind of like digging that mentality. So, hey, man, do what you want. I don't care. <laughs> I'm also a wimp. So if the apocalypse happens, I'm going to be the agriculture department. <laughs> 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 like you're going to gather. Yeah, I will be a gatherer. I am good with that. Just I will get some berries, but we're not. Yeah, I can't. I can't touch the worm. (laughs) What do we do for homework last week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had that. We talked about automatic thoughts and we talked about I think we were just trying to maintain our like thought management. And I'm going to tell you guys this week has been intense from start to stop. So I don't think I necessarily failed, but I definitely failed at being aware if I was making sure I was doing it. <laughs> I gotta be honest, Michaela's week is the most buck wild shit I have 
probably heard in a hot minute and I see patients all week. So that should tell you something. She is just doing good to be respirating right now. <laughs> Breathe it's been intense. Yeah. Like that's. Oh, let's go with mine. How's that? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I didn't do the thing. <laughs> I didn't do the thing. Long story short, no things occurred. How you, about you? You didn't die. I didn't die. Yes. I survived. Yes. I did the thing and my thing was just generally to try and continue with the self-validation of thoughts and watch thinking patterns. And what I noticed was that I do just a lot of old school invalidation. Are you sure that this is Mm, really a thing? Yeah. I mean, I had a couple of weird interactions this week where I felt like you and I kind of talked about this offline, but I just felt like there was some interesting interactions where I felt like maybe people were aggressive to me or maybe like really tense and I couldn't quite I was wondering if I did it or Mm -hmm. if I'm at fault somehow or if I'm what I did to deserve whatever aggression was directed at me and I caught it and I said nah there's actually not a reason that was that was aggressive it was weird right it was weird and you can validate that it was weird right and you can also say there's probably nothing you did to cause somebody to be aggressive towards you and we're just going to keep it moving. We don't have to have any sort yep. of, oh, I used the phrase. Dwell. Keep it moving. I used to use the yeah, phrase. Keep you it did. moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, work. We're just going to keep it moving. And that's what it was. And it, and it helped. I mean, I have to do that really consciously every single day mm-hmm. because it happens to me 24-7 that I just kind of doubt myself, which is weird because, again, people tell me I look really, really confident <laughs> and I have a this is like a super good mask (laughs) like super super good mask but yeah so i think it was successful i'd say nice good work yeah high five high five (laughs) (laughs) thank you so what are we doing this week we will be talking about our core beliefs and schemas yes uh so these are some really fancy two dollar therapy words but what do they really mean yes so harken back harken back (laughs) Yes, I'm going to say it again. Harken back to... (laughs) So fancy. I know. I'm fancy. I'm a fancy lady. Last week, we talked about automatic thoughts. And these are just thoughts that cross your mind immediately without really any conscious effort. Mm -hmm. And they happen directly after a situation occurs. So there's an event, there's an automatic thought. And there's an emotion. Yep, and an auto- they just pop in. And sometimes you're they're an unconscious automatic thought, as silly mm-hmm. as that sounds. It's it there's a thought there that's driving it, but you're not it's so automatic and habitual that you're not even legitimately aware and or thinking it. Yeah, damn straight. So like automatic thoughts, just as a quick review, are things like, No one's gonna like me. That would be a negative one. Or mm-hmm. oh, I bet this will be fun. Or that person's terrible or just like really just quick what the hell is that person thinking yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly just automatic and they relate to a mood shift core beliefs are where those come from right so core beliefs are a person's most central ideas about themselves others in the world they are basically your sunglasses you view Mm -hmm. the world through so let's say you have literally rose-colored glasses on then that's the kind of lens you're going to see the world through. Maybe everything is rosy and happy. Right. If you have super dark tinted sunglasses. Maybe everything is awful and... Yeah, not great. Yeah. And so core beliefs give you a frame of reference about what you think others will do, how the world is going to treat you, and how you feel about yourself. 
Yeah. And it goes back to that two people can have the exact same experience yet have very different interpretation of what happens. So our core beliefs are literally influencing how we interpret those experiences. So reflect back on the cognitive distortion of mental filter. That's basically kind of what core beliefs are like. Because the information that then contradicts our core beliefs are often ignored. Yes, that makes sense. Like so we, we, we acknowledge and we focus on the things that reinforce our core, beliefs. our core beliefs, but the other stuff kind of just sweeps past us half the time. Yes. And a schema is something very similar. It's just a structure that is a framework for your knowledge about the world. People, places, things, they help to organize our knowledge. So where do these come from? What What are your core beliefs about yourself, the world, other people? Where do those come from? So ironically, they kind of originate from our experiences. They, they develop yeah. in childhood from stressful, traumatic periods, even in adulthood. But because of that, they are learned, mm-hmm. which means that they can be unlearned. We just have to be aware enough and actually take efforts in trying to unlearn them. Yeah. Do you remember that uh, did you guys talk about this in grad school, tabula rasa? Ooh, no. Please enlighten <laughs> uh, me. Uh, I think this is Latin. I may have not said <laughs> it right. So tabula rasa is the concept that people's beliefs or the way they see the world is generally a blank slate. That's what tabula rasa means. It's a blank slate when they're born. And that learning, social learning, uh, what your parents give you, etc. Mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't go this far with it. I'm taking it this far, but... Those sorts of things that happen as youngin develop you into something molded, not just mm-hmm. a wet lump of clay, but something that actually has shape and figure. I think, I, yes, I have heard of, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I remember that being thrown around in grad school a yep. lot. I'm sure it was somebody Greek. <laughs> sorry, yeah, I don't remember. I don't. But I do, the actual theory or concept I do recall. Yeah, something about childhood development. Yeah, usually family systems or early childhood develop your core belief systems. And you can kind of start to get at where your core beliefs come from. And Mm -hmm. we will talk about the different types of core beliefs and schemas in a second. But just first kind of ask yourself a couple of questions. And I'm going to pause for effect here, (laughs) not because I've forgotten what I'm saying, although I could mask it that way. What are the first things I remember being told about myself Mm. in childhood? What are the messages I received about who I am? what I'm good at and yep. not good at as a child. Yeah. So everybody can kind of think about that for a minute. Marinate. Yeah, mm-hmm. marinate on that. Mm-hmm. Swish it around. Yep. Like mouthwash. Mm. That's what that noise was, guys. Sorry. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I was making mouth swishing <laughs> movements. <laughs> okay. What are the first messages I got in my young life about other people? Mm. Yeah. And... What messages did I get about how the world is going to treat me as I get older? Yeah. Yeah. And operate. Yeah. How is it going to work? And those are a little bit of how you can get to know first what your core beliefs might look like. Yeah. Kind of something that you can reflect on, on those patterns of experiences. You know, perhaps you had a parent who really struggled with addiction and always seemed annoyed about your presence and would call you names, you know. That probably develops some pretty negative core beliefs about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, what one could be like, I'm always in the way, yeah, or I'm I'm too much. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm an inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, I can't do anything right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so those might be some very early onset. And these are not totally conscious. Right. I mean, we can't just call to mind, oh, I basically think I'm worthless. Like, that's not a thing that's <laughs> right. just, well, for sometimes <laughs> after, you, after you dig into it, you can get to that where yeah. you're like, okay, yeah, I guess I basically think I'm worthless. But yeah. until you start to dig into it, you're not, you're, you're acting in a way to reinforce that half the time. Right. A lot of the time. And yeah. so, and it, and it doesn't really stick out to you. It doesn't feel abnormal. Yeah. And I think a lot of times until you examine your own personal core beliefs and schemas, it doesn't dawn upon a lot of us that other people don't have those same ones. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. I think people often really struggle to recognize the fact that other people are not perceiving the world the same, the same. way that they are perceiving yeah. the world. Or yeah. this experience with the other person standing in the room observing it did not perceive it the same way that they did. Yeah. I will say I, I really remember the first time ever that I realized that, that I was more sensitive to my environment or more aware or w- of what other people were doing. And even bordering sometimes I'm paranoid about kind of the motives of others. I literally remember the first time that happened that I, I thought other people do not think this. <laughs> I, c- I, yeah. couldn't, I could not believe it. It was yeah. in graduate school and I had taken the MMPI and I think I told you about this and I got a little spike on the paranoia scale which is actually kind of common for mental health providers to get just a little Mm. spike because they're very aware of their surroundings usually and I remember being surprised a spike that's not average and they were like yeah no you're that's a little above average and I said wait what other people trust people like it never yeah like dawned upon right. me that other people wouldn't be living the way I right. was. Other living. people don't walk like other people don't walk in a room and look around and you know find their exits and stand towards a wall. Yeah. And- <laughs> like, wait, what? Like, is this? I'm I am weird. It could. It was weird. Like, so I yeah. I had no idea, and I thought of myself at the time, at least. I thought I was an intelligent person, but it just didn't even didn't even occur to me. And I think a lot of us we don't know what those are inside so it's not like we're going to communicate them to other people Mm -hmm. and we're certainly not going to ask other people but this is why behaviors look different because we're operating from different places of core belief yeah so you know maybe i think the world is basically dangerous and scary and somebody else sees the world as generally safe Right. Our behavior patterns are going to be wildly different. Right. What people, what they're willing to do, who they're willing to interact with, where they're willing to go, all of those things would be totally different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how those interactions transpire is totally different. Right. The safety measures that you take beforehand or don't take beforehand. Yep. And risk factors for, yeah, absolutely. It's The anxiety that impacts your interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Did you ever have that moment where you realized, wait, somebody else? I did, but I can't remember exactly what the thought pattern was that I was like, what? But I do remember when I finally stepped outside myself and I was like, wait a second. You mean other people perceive things differently? Like this isn't like my narrator isn't the same narrator that everybody else has? Like what the hell? It's not the hive mind. Yeah. Yeah. This this, uh, Yes. Join us. (laughs) Join us. Yeah. And even within the field, obviously other mental health providers have different core schemas as we have. Mm -hmm. And so may even see different bits of information from patients differently. Yeah. It influences the way that we're interpreting our experiences Mm -hmm. and what we're observing as well. Yeah. And sometimes, 
you know, like we talk about those bad therapists, some of those people have have this stuff unchecked, like they That's haven't it. dug into themselves yet. That's it. Yes. You you have to really know your own core beliefs and schemas super well to when be a, a good therapist. Yeah, because you can't let somebody else's experience impact you in that way and influence the therapy session. Yes. You need because to be focused on the client. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be separating out like, okay, that's my weird thing going on there. Yeah. Hey, this- what's up, weird thing? You got to step to the side. I have to, I'm doing something. Right. <laughs> this isn't about you right now. This isn't about you. Yeah. <laughs> You lean forward in session, rocking. This isn't about you. <laughs> oh, shit. If your therapist does that, please leave immediately. Yeah, get it, get out of there. That's not. No, no. Okay, yes. So, core beliefs. These are they come from early family systems, and how do they relate? We've talked a little about this, but what's your perception of how core beliefs relate to either mental health issues or resilience? Well, basically, they tend to relate to having low self-esteem and general difficulty handling stress, so a little bit less resilient. Which if they're then, negative. Yeah, if they're negative. Yeah. Which then can create the depression, the anxiety, the PTSD, substance abuse. Like mm-hmm. Those things then tend to be recurrent in your life because of those negative core yeah. beliefs. Yeah. Many not heavily biological so outside well even actually now that i think about it psychosis and schizophrenia so let me revise the statement almost all mental health conditions there is some version yeah of a core belief connection that Mm -hmm. is an unhelpful very negative core belief connection yeah because you're right because with psychosis and schizophrenia yeah 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 Mm -hmm. yeah we were trailing off a lot but in psychosis and schizophrenia basically there are Mm, let's say auditory hallucinations may actually persecutory i can't say the word delusions of persecution yes (laughs) hallucinations related persecution how's that (laughs) can be related to core beliefs that the person doesn't feel the world is safe for example so the hallucinations or delusions may actually follow the pattern of core beliefs Mm -hmm. which is really interesting but same thing in depression Uh, i mean yeah it's not if you think the world is an unsafe place you're probably not going to go out into it a whole lot if you think you're unworthy you're probably not going to be trying to interact with other people who you think are more worthy yeah and and let's be honest here there's not really hmm let's say this core beliefs are kind of what they are we're not judging them or trying to make you feel bad about no, them no no not it, at all it's more of just an awareness thing and we can do things to modify them or maybe i guess the best word is temper them yeah. so that they're not you know blazing out of control right i think every human being is probably developed some level of negative core belief about themselves or the world or yeah. others like you have probably at least one yeah negative like yeah like we, we want so we do want to normalize it but yeah. they're they're negative and they're not always really true right again th- somebody else planted those seeds in yeah. your head and yeah. those perceptions and if you start to really take a step back and work on yourself and work on the the things that do drive you forward again do those values kind of things Mm-hmm. You might recognize that that's not actually accurate, and yeah. then you can have a happier life. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> man. Come on, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I think part of it is you just want to examine: is this somebody else's voice? Is this somebody else's belief? And do I want this? Is right. this something that I feel that is is my own and is again, like you said, associated with any values. Right. Of is mine. this is this useful for me? Is there any utility in this perception? Yeah. 
do I want this? Yeah. Because some people do. I know, especially people who have experienced trauma, they don't want to let go of the hypervigilance kind of perception. They don't want to let go of their fear kind of of the world. Mm -hmm. That's one that they're not ready to. Yeah. Let go of. To let go of. Although it may be negative and it may negatively impact them. They'll try. They'll continue to try to work against it in, you know, by doing the behavioral activation, but they're not willing to change their perception. They're just going to always let themselves be a little hypervigilant in those situations, which okay whatever yeah. yeah as long as <laughs> yeah. as long as you have your but you give, need to be aware yes exactly you're giving your own brain informed consent about what thing right. you're choosing and as long as you're choosing it actively cool man cool right yeah again subconscious really drives the bus yes it, it really does so dig in there and see what's what's driving the bus and pick out the ones you don't want absolutely <laughs> so let's let's talk about some of the most common core beliefs or negative schema, because this can give people examples that are clear. And maybe you can hear yourself in some of these things. Some of them that I hear a lot are, I'm a loser, I'm unlovable, I'm worthless, nothing ever goes right, people can't be trusted, I'm unimportant, maybe I can't trust my own judgment, inadequate, not enough. Yeah, generally speaking, these, if you're looking at a core belief model, which is related to cognitive behavioral therapy, if you're looking at that model, then there's four categories being helpless, being unlovable, being worthless, or that the world is a dangerous place, that there's some sort of external danger. So, helpless right. would be like, I can't get myself out of this situation. Unlovable would be, everybody leaves me. Mm-hmm. Worthless would be, I'm bad. And external danger would be something like nobody can be trusted, which I hear you. (laughs) Right, right. In some cases, kind of true. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sheltering in place over here at all. (laughs) I'm cool. I'm doing great. How are you? (laughs) Uh, Again, I mean, acknowledge the grain of truth in some of those things. There's a reason that you develop these to some degree. You know, some of those experiences happened and it's valid why they happened, but maybe they aren't useful for you anymore. So I also wanted to touch on a little bit today, the different possible schemas that you can have. So do you have, I know that this is, I don't think that this is common among therapists. Do you do a lot of schema related therapy? No, after that traumatic exposure with that schema thing. Yeah. I just basically have been like, I'm never looking at anything that says schema again. (laughs) I totally forgot about that. The leg rolling. So I go with the core beliefs and roll with that. <laughs> and we're out. And we're out. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. So schema therapy is very similar. It's a it's a very similar it core is. belief and schema is just I mean basically interchangeable. Yeah, six and one half dozen of the other. But I do like how schema therapy has a different brand of belief systems. Mm-hmm. So schemas negative schemas there's several different categories of negative schemas and then there are things with those so there's disconnection and rejection Mm -hmm. and these are things like people are going to abandon me i can't my environment isn't stable right i can't mistrust and abuse is really one where it is people will intentionally hurt or abuse me or neglect me if i show them real parts of me or or they're not going to emotional deprivation people aren't going to meet my emotional needs right uh, and that i'll never be enough and yes yeah you you should be ashamed of that and you should be socially isolated so disconnection and rejection is really about 
that those kind of categories I see a lot with mm-hmm. abuse mostly yeah, yeah. Right? that is the the predominant when sometimes emotional neglect childhood emotional neglect mm-hmm. or but usually it is uh, there's the, another yeah there's another flavor thrown in there with that yeah exactly more of an active uh, flavor unfortunately there's also the concept of impaired autonomy and performance so the idea that you cannot function independently or do things on your own so mm. you're dependent yep. you're vulnerable yeah everybody's gonna you're a failure you're yep. enmeshed I'm you, a, yep yeah. i'm helpless i can't do anything without somebody else yeah yeah you, you need and this is usually well what do you see this with <laughs> you can tell me what you see this with and i can tell you what i see this with the codependency, the abuse, gas lighting, like some kind of probably narcissistic flare interaction yeah, has occurred. Yeah, probably. Or right, uh, like a very large personality in somebody's history, mm-hmm. a very all-encompassing personality, and you're just the extension of that person. Right. They th- and maybe- you could never please them fully, mm-hmm. but you always tried, and yes. now you now you cannot do anything without somebody else being attached mm-hmm. to you because you. You are nothing without that other person type of thing. Absolutely. Very overbearing. Very overbearing. Another one is impaired limits. Now, this is actually when it turns into the darker set of traits. So entitlement, you're very Mm. grand. Yep. You can't self-discipline. You're very impulsive. Yeah. Self-focused. Can't see outside yourself. Yeah. And that, I mean, usually comes from when you don't have limits set in childhood. You're not asked to think about other people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're treated like you know, the king of the castle at all times. Right. The golden child in strange family dynamics. Yep. And yeah. sometimes it's the opposite where they there was a little bit of abuse, but, in, you know, people have different reactions. Mm. You know, either they go the opposite direction where they're, I'm... I'm worthless or it's like, well, now I'm going to take my abuse out on you because I one time had this one abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It can. Yeah. It can totally go <laughs> either some way. Of that. And I don't feel like for me, I don't totally feel that it is predict- predictable. No. I mean, I have seen people who and we need to talk about resilience who have gone through the worst of the worst. Yes. And, and they still really try to have a positive perspective. They're just like yeah. the lights and the best energy and beautiful humans. And other people are like, what happened? Why are you such a butthole? Like, do <laughs> yeah, you not like, get this? Is what happened, it, and this is how you responded. Yeah, and this is, and you're still like a butthole. Yeah, like it's so weird. Sometimes it, it's yeah, yeah. I often find that as a therapist, if I am racking my brain about how a person could have become the way they became, listen, man, you're you may not unless you're a lot smarter than me, which you may be, but I don't. Think, they often think they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, unless you are a lot smarter than me, then, then I don't know that we're all going to come up with an answer for necessarily which environmental stimuli are going to produce which core beliefs. I think right. some of it might just be biological, too. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. I think that's always a mixture in there. For yeah. Sure. That's probably part of it. And then the culture that you were raised in. Okay. And so then there's a couple more schemas. Okay. One is other directedness. Okay. So this really is the codependent. So either subjugation i need to control other people self-sacrifice mm. i'm a martyr at all times oh, yeah, yeah yeah i always need to put others needs before yes. mine and then approval seeking and recognition seeking mm-hmm. i think i got some of that approval seeking up in there i'm like i'm like looking at these like well, let's see <laughs> which one we'll yeah. yeah which ones am i gonna check here and then the final category of negative schemas is over vigilance and inhibition so that basically means that 
you're always looking for something negative Mm -hmm. and you inhibit your behaviors because of that. So a sense of pessimism and negativity, a lot of over control. (laughs) Remember when I said anxious woman neck? Yeah. That would would fit into this. So like a lot of emotional control, emotional inhibition. I can't, that kind of Midwestern tough mentality, farmer, we don't show that, we don't do that. Unrelenting standards, perfectionism, and Mm -hmm. even punitiveness. So being negative towards how other people are performing, not Mm -hmm. just yourself. So like highly self-critical. And a lot of these are if they're taken in like little doses, if you (laughs) if you microdose (laughs) these schemas or negative core beliefs, they can be okay. But it's when you turn up, you have a volume two on it. Okay, chill. Like a little high standards. Okay, chill. That's nice. Little volume two. Yeah. You crank that baby up to an eight and you've got some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a thing too to acknowledge. So reflecting on is this useful to me? Is this helping my functioning or hurting my functioning? Is this helping me progress and be the person that I want to be? Or is this belief holding me back and causing some serious distress in my social life and every other kind of life form that I'm dealing with. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so say that you do want to change something. Say you, well, what's the first step in even changing anything? And we've probably said this a million times, is awareness. Right. You're going to need to ask yourself these questions. Which ones do I have even? Sit down and journal that. I know we are always talking about journaling, but ask yourself the questions that we asked you earlier and really reflect on the answers. Yeah. Sit down and literally think about it and jot down a couple notes about what you thought and then come back and re-reflect on it and jot down a couple more notes. You can literally even Google negative core beliefs, negative core schemas, and it will give you this list. Yeah, because you're not going to change something unless you're aware of it, guys. I mean, you can't. Very first step is awareness. And then within that, you can start to maybe identify if there are any connected to those distortions. Again, reflect on where they came from. Challenge them and reframe them if if necessary. For example, the like, I'm a total failure. You know, that's all or nothing thinking. That's labeling. Not everything's that black and white. I guarantee you've succeeded once in your life with a thing. Right, right. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like. Stop beating yourself up, man. Yeah. I can't trust anyone. Well, I can trust my dog. Yeah. Right. So there's there is circles of trust, maybe. Yes. Yeah. That's- and and that's a healthy thing. I I can there are people that I can let within certain boundaries and there are people that I can't. So again, kind of check into these, kind of reflect on them. But first you have to be aware. First be aware. Then, then you explore. Yep. Then explore. <laughs> and kind of challenge. Start to challenge if they don't serve you. Right. And with that, you can use the behavior experiments that we talked about last time. Yes. So for our listeners, again, what's a behavioral experience? So if you're challenging a belief, you do a behavior right. that just you see what the outcome is. So right. let's say I had the belief, I can't trust anyone. Right. And I decide, or the world is unsafe, and I decide I don't want to live like a hermit forever. This may or may not be true. (laughs) (laughs) I want to live like a hermit forever. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to do experiments where I put myself in social situations where I do feel somewhat safe. Yeah. 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 And I can kind of look around and just at least first put myself there. Right. And then I do that 
you know, like any good scientist, 10 times. Yes. And I see how many of those 10 times did something bad happen. Right. And maybe once. So I say, okay, statistically, because I'm a nerd, those are good odds. Like, yeah. Those are good odds. So, okay, nine times out of 10, I'm going to have a neutral to positive experience. Right. So then maybe I expand out the experiment. I'm like, yeah. all right, I'm going to talk to a human at this bar. Then maybe that gets a little dicier. Maybe like three times out of 10, I have a negative experience. So I frame my belief a little differently. I'm like, okay. Majority of the time I'm going to be safe and majority of the time when I talk to somebody here, it's going to be okay. But right. I got to look for these negative and positive characteristics. Right. And I keep moving it along. I inch it closer. I say, okay, here are now a couple people I've established relationships with. I give them little test balloons of information that, you know, could be powerful to me or important to me. I see mm -hmm. what they do with that. Share a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's not going to hurt me or kill me, but I see how they respond. And maybe of the five people I pick that I like, only one does what I want them to do on the deepest level with that information. Mm. And there we are, right? I've at least got one contradicting thing. I've got yep. one friend now. And maybe three of the people handled it fine, just not perfect. Right. So then I keep them on the next outer level. And yeah, then two exactly. people, you know, yeah, one you're person starting to sucked. learn boundaries instead of completely all or nothing, black yes. and white thinking and limiting yourself and stopping yourself. You're expanding your horizons and trying to grow and, and, and learn how to be authentic within yourself, but still wary when ne needed. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. learning those those social skills, I suppose. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really about being <laughs> a child with your mind in many ways. Yeah. And being really that curious. curious scientist. Yeah. yeah. A, little, a little curious baby scientist is yeah. what we all are. All my little babies. And sometimes it helps to practice affirmations. Mm. If one of your core beliefs is I'm not good enough, maybe start practicing looking in the mirror and saying I am good enough. Or if that feels so uncomfortable, what if I'm good enough? What if what I if, am good enough? Yeah. What, what if, if I, I am? Was. What if I'm actually great? What, what if, if I'm I was, really cool? What if I was a babe? Yeah. What if I'm kind of hot? <laughs> what if I'm kind of hot though? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, l literally look yourself in the mirror and start saying that stuff and do it consistently, even when it's a little uncomfortable. Just keep doing it. What if that booty don't quit? Yeah. <laughs> shake it, shake it, shake it. Juicy. Right. Maybe. What if I'm juicy? Exactly. Ow. What if I am juicy? <laughs> That's a real thing we want to uh, get down to. <laughs> and with it too, you know, you can also start to develop rational responses for those core beliefs. Like when you're, when you notice an automatic thought that pops up that you know is related to one of those core beliefs, you can start to challenge it on the fly. Mm -hmm. Like when you start to become aware, you can start to to catch yourself in the moment and be like, nah, no, I'm not going crazy. down this rabbit yeah. hole right now. Mm -hmm. We're going to turn it on the positive flip and I'm the flippity <laughs> go flop. the way. <laughs> We're going to catch it on the flippity flop. Yeah. And it's okay too. Like if you do decide to engage with your negative core beliefs or your negative thinking patterns, as long as you're doing it with awareness, yeah. like I have pity parties, I don't know, probably once a month. I love to mm -hmm. throw myself a little pity party. I told my friend last week that I was not throwing a full pity party, but I did set out the plates and I also <laughs> did have a party hat for myself, but nobody was there yet. So it was like a pity soiree. I like, love it. It's not a full party yet. Yeah. But as long as you know you're doing it and you can, that awareness allows you to kind of pull out of the space when you're right. done. When yes, you're ready to exactly. move on. You kind of have to let yourself have a pity party sometimes. Again, you need to let yourself experience that emotion and mm. experience what's occurring. Mm -hmm. But remember, we can't sit on that pot all day. You got to stand up and flush. Eventually, your butt's going to no go numb, guys. <laughs> it's going to go numb. You can't sit on the pity pot all day. 
Okay. The pity pot. You you sit there and you feel it and you get through it and then you flush it. All right. Move on. What do you mean? What does it mean that yours is a toilet and mine is a party? Like, <laughs> I think that, oh my gosh, that is, I'm about to say a very shrink joke, but that is very ego dystonic versus ego syntonic. Like it's really uncomfortable for you because it's like, I hate this. I'm on the toilet and I'm pooping this out. Yeah. And mine is like kind of, I'm I'm okay with being in the I'm That's I'm fair. like oh yeah, yeah but I'll be if it's I a party like to poop you never know Okay <laughs> <laughs> A lot of release in that. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> wow. I should not have judged you. Oh, I won't judge you. I'm sorry, guys. Please erase this from your memory. Do not judge me. Uh, just look at me and think of poop. Like I said, that the, the, there are days where I'm like, I really hope this gets super popular and we really do super well. And then there are days where I'm like, please, no one hear this. <laughs> Did I really talk about poop? Okay. Oh, that happened. It we're, happened. We're, we're all. Whatever. We're people. We're people. We're people and we poop. <laughs> so yeah basically some ideas that you could have again for challenging ne- negative core beliefs just to summarize are tracking them identifying them noticing when they're active doing some behavioral experiments right. some opposite action yep doing some affirmations and even with those opposite actions do some stuff that like reinforces the opposite like if you know that you, like if you're i'm not good enough is part of it Mm-hmm. go do something that you actually feel masterful at like when you're having yeah. that kind of a thought pattern yeah go jump into something that you actually really enjoy and feel skilled at even if it's video- playing video games i don't yeah. care what it is yeah do the thing that makes you feel skilled yes and be like you know what hey i'm good at this thing yeah i have something i yeah. have something yes that's actually a really good point is intentionally seek out behaviors and actions that would that you know are going to go okay yeah. And when you are introducing new ones, novel ones, we are going to have to introduce novel ones, but start low, go slow. Yes. You know, ease yourself in. Don't, I mean, if you're afraid of humans, don't go to a freaking, freaking giant concert. party. Yeah. yeah. Like, start. Start slow. Yeah. If you need to start on the internet, friends, start on the internet, friends, and then meet a couple for like an activity. Don't even do like a social coffee yeah. where you're sitting there and talking. Do an activity. Right. That you right. can like engage in together and don't even have to talk. Because if that's your if that's your anxiety, man, take it slow. Yeah. Take it slow. Because you're otherwise you might dive in and then be like, oh, that was too much. I can't do it ever again. Yes. And then it proves <laughs> your negative core belief. Right. right. And we right. don't. That's really not the point. Right. So, yes. And then I added another one, too, which is ask others. So if you know that you have a negative core belief, I always used to think that I was really just blah, my emotions are all over the place and Mm -hmm. I'm like crazy and out there and blah, blah. And I asked somebody recently, just how do you perceive me in the world? And they said, it's kind of hard to read you. I I don't actually know if you're angry or sad Mm -hmm. or anything. You always seem just kind of even keel. And I said, wait, what? (laughs) So my core belief that it's um, that you were being perceived a certain way. Yeah. yeah, was totally not perceivable. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so you can ask others about yours, it being lovable, feeling worthless, being helpless, et cetera. And where they perceive you having competence areas, what they like about you, really seeking that out. Yeah. So I have a couple of kind of cool things that I thought. I don't know. I'm going to throw this out there. Further things to keep working on, okay, Mm -hmm. with these core beliefs. So when I feel unworthy, I'm going to sit with the feeling and create awareness towards what I'm gauging my worth on. 
Mine is achievement. <laughs> let's let's do this like you're my therapist uh, for reasons. <laughs> okay, so I might feel unworthy that, you know, I didn't, whatever, get all the things done at work that I wanted or at school that I wanted. So why am I basing my worth on work and school? Or maybe I'm not as pretty as I want to be. Right. Why am why I are basing, you basing your worth on that? Image. Yeah. yeah. Why, why does it matter that I am pretty to who? For right. what? For what reason? Yeah. For, for why, though? <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure the most important thing is your center jelly core beauty. Yeah. Jelly yeah. core beauty. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, if I feel like I'm lacking, I'm going to sit with that feeling and call awareness towards what makes me feel fulfilled in this moment. Again, opposite action in that. So sit with it. Why am I lacking? What can I do that's going to make me feel more fulfilled? Mm-hmm. And and what do I already have? What parts of me are not yeah. lacking? Well, sometimes with these negative core beliefs, with that journaling, do a little gratitude journal. That mm-hmm. can be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like the three good things exercise. Big on that one. Mm-hmm. Just three good things that happened in your day that you liked. Right. I saw some really good leaves today. Then... Oh, my God. The leaves are so beautiful right I know. Now. It's le- so nice to have an actual fall. Yeah. it's The leaves are <laughs> very good. Yes. The sky was good. And also, I had eggs for lunch and I liked those the end right three good things you don't it could have been a shit day but you try that right and maybe it was a shit day but you got through it and the day is done that's a good thing yeah (laughs) this day I'm glad it's done yeah exactly right (laughs) sometimes that's that's the day (laughs) (laughs) that's the good thing I did not die and it's complete when I feel fearful I will sit with the fear and determine whether it is valid yeah what's it doing for me right yeah take a beat yep Annoyed, I'm going to also sit with the feeling and ask, what am I triggered by and why? Mm-hmm. Where's that coming from? Yeah. Anxious, sit and notice what is pulling me out of the present tense and seek relief in the now. So when I'm anxious, I'm going to notice why I'm anxious and then try to get use the grounding and mindfulness. That reminds me of the dialectical behavioral skill. Own, uh, improve the moment. Impro- yeah. Improve right. the moment. Make make where you are at currently, presently, as positive as you can. Right. Light some candles. <laughs> yeah. Get those candles on. Lilac. Lilac mm. baby powder. Mm. Yeah. There are so many different candle flavors. When I feel unseen, I want to sit with the feeling again and create awareness about A, where it's coming from, and B, how can I fully accept myself and see myself? Like mm-hmm. not only how can I show myself to others, but how can I see myself? Like mm-hmm. let's re – if you're feeling unseen, there's there's probably a part of you that's literally hiding yourself. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And why? And why, and why though? Yeah. Why though? But why? Be that be that kid. Yeah, but why? But, but why? why? But why? But why though? That's this is how we grow in a mental health way. Right. And then I am not enough. When I'm feeling that way again, guys, got to sit with it. And then try to call it a new perspective that allows me to see all the things around me and and really acknowledge the parts that you are good at. So, based on that, what do you want to do for outside of the pod experiments? I want to a continue my meditations cuz I've lacked a little on that and I need to pick it back up and cuz I've noticed <laughs> I've noticed my anxiety kind of has upticked a little since reducing my habitualness of that so a i'm going to do that but b also kind of what we had talked about last time with validation challenging some of those core beliefs i want to keep doing that but considering how this week is and what i'm perceiving next week to be we'll see how it goes yeah (laughs) right 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 you're just gonna hang on loosely yeah don't let let it go go. yeah put one step in front of the other (laughs) (laughs) yeah buddy (laughs) Uh, I am going to try to 
challenge. So I have a real schema surrounding the unrelenting standards. So mm. I... I'm the perfectionist. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That freaking literally. That reads easy on you. Oh, yeah. There's no like, (laughs) anybody would see me and be like, I think we both had to have ridiculous perfectionist standards. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're a therapist out there listening, guess what? You have it too. Like, probably. (laughs) Like, I I don't know, though. I've seen a few. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That is so true. I think about all of my friends who are therapists and we just, yeah, to a man and a woman, we have these unrelentingly high standards for ourselves and i think it's just not a good thing it's gonna give that shit will give you cancer it bites in the butt yeah yeah and i'm just gonna try for me mine is well not mostly i mean i i have it with everything but one of the things i have it with is image some days i want to if i want to look good for myself then i can do that but i also want to i mean i've already converted to pants without real waistbands <laughs> and I've already converted to old man grandpa slippers and I just want to keep the conversion going heck yes and just keep kind getting of getting comfier yeah just I just want to keep getting comfier and just yeah. keep eating loosening and, up yeah just I don't care anymore or I don't want to care anymore and I right. just don't even know who this is for anymore really who's it for <laughs> right. I don't even I oh mean, yeah oh yeah 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 I'm just not even sure yep. I don't even know how I was doing it in the first place those pants are so uncomfortable and I just don't want to wear my old man <laughs> shoes I want to get long I'm, the next step in the metamorphosis is to get some very long cardigans that oh yeah, yeah. look like bags and robes yeah just add that Big baggy clothes yeah just gonna add that to the bunch and just yeah, eat some pizza over lunch or something and enjoy myself. Like, I've Hell got yeah. one round here. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to eat some cake. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. So that's my homework. Just chill, I dig it. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Ease up on myself and Ease be comfy. Up. Ease up. Ease yeah. Up. I love it. So, yeah, I do have a joke. Okay. Hit me. How do you make a lemon drop? You shake the tree? You just let it fall. A boo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was clever there. Yeah, it was. I know. I thought it was clever. Okay. What did the ocean say to the beach? I don't know. Nothing. He just waved. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. I liked it. They though. were both kind of murmur. I know. <laughs> <Sorry> but, <it's, laughs> but it's cold outside, so I thought the beach was nice. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, folks, we really hope you enjoyed our episode today. Yeah, that's our pod. That's our pod. And we'll see you next week. See you. Hope it's good. Hope it's good. Peace. Bye.